join Breakthroughs. What's up, guys? This is UFC Unwrapped, member of the Unwrapped Sports Network. My name is Brent Sahadi. Joined by Brandon Starkey. Follow us on Twitter at UFC Unwrapped and also at Unwrapped Sports. You can listen on podcast.com and the Pulse Podcast Network that you can find at pulsepodcastnetwork.com or you can download their app on the Apple Store. Also, you can now find us on the podcast app on the Apple Store as of today. Here we go. Let's break down uh, the past week or so. Let's, let's go into first Pettis versus Wonderboy. Wow. No one saw Pettis winning that fight. Let's just be honest. No one saw Pettis winning that fight. If you talk to anyone who's educated about UFC and fighting, that was the last thing that they would expect. I got to admit, I'm super embarrassed because the last podcast, I, yeah, I mean, I made it out to, to be that Anthony Pettis has no chance to win this fight and that minus 350 on Stefan Thompson was a no-brainer. Yeah. To save the fight was a fluke or not would you would you want to see them run it back 100 percent, i would i mean i think that's down the line i think that's you know maybe a year or two from now but i'd love to see him run it back i think that wonder boy is definitely i don't want to say embarrassed by that loss but definitely took that loss to heart he went how many fights did he have in kickboxing 57 and 0 in yeah. kickboxing never lost never and then he fights tyron woodley twice for the title and Tyron Woodley couldn't I mean he dropped him but Tyron Woodley couldn't do that to Stephen no. Thompson in two fights yeah and Anthony Pettis does it in a Superman punch <laughs> against the wow, cage man. Wow. against the cage yeah that was that was pretty absurd to, to see but you know congrats to Pettis for for pulling that off um I think we'll see Wonder Boy again real soon I think he'll make a great comeback um I think if they fight again Stephen Thompson will be minus 200 yeah yeah, ste- yeah. I mean, he's Wonder- gonna be a favorite. Wonder Boy will still, oh yeah, he'll be a favorite against Pettis no matter what. I think that Pettis just got real lucky and got a clean stroke. If you saw what Wonder Boy was saying after that fight, it was almost like he didn't even see it coming. You know, he the next thing you know, he he woke up and he's on he's on the ground. It was just such a clean shot from Pettis that it it really just it just knocked him clean off his feet. Um, congrats to Pettis again. You know, and, and uh, if we look at rankings right now, did that jump Pettis up or what are we what are we looking at? Anthony Pettis is number eight. <laughs> wow, wow. That's crazy. I thought I would have brought him up a little more than that. No, he wasn't even ranked at welterweight. Yeah. He wasn't even a oh, welterweight. True, true. He came into yeah, fight Stephen Thompson. Yeah, that's right. Stephen Thompson was ranked number three. Now he's number seven. Yeah, I, you know, I'd like to see them run it back. I think that'd be cool. Or maybe Anthony Pettis versus Jorge Masvidal would be cool. It yeah. really depends, though, if Anthony Pettis likes how he feels at welterweight and wants to stick around. Um, I really wouldn't be that mad at Ponzinibbi over Pettis. Mm. But I think Pettis being like a former champ and having this phenomenal win over Stefan Thompson, I think that they're going to give him a really good fight, like a prize fight. So I think he's going to get a big name. Maybe even McGregor versus Pettis. That's what he was saying. Pettis was calling out McGregor. I mean, if you want to jump right into the... the Conor McGregor retirement. We can we can talk about that real quick. Yeah, we should. Um, wow. What do you think? I mean, just huh. fuck. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is the betting odds for McGregor to fight in 2019 is minus 160. <laughs> like <laughs> post retirement tweet. Mm. So well, no this, is, this isn't the first time we've seen Conor. No, it's the boy who cried call wolf. Call some and some wolfy ass. And I don't I don't know, but you know Dana White is 
is preaching that it's legit and Connor's coach is talking about it and his teammates are all saying that they're happy for his retirement. Um, this is this is what I got to say about this though. So if we do see McGregor come and fight, especially in 2019, I don't think it's a safe bet to ever put money on someone, no matter who they are, if they have a foot out the door. Because right. if they put if they put a McGregor against someone like Masvidal or Pettis, who both those guys are showing no signs of stepping out of this game. Right, and they have nothing to lose. Like McGregor, he's you know he's worth a hundred and something at least million dollars. You know, he he's he could care, yeah he's yeah. he's comfortable money. These guys are trying to make a name for themselves on top of feed their families and you know. So I, I, I agree with that. I think it's a great point to make that Connor at this point has nothing to lose. Um, I don't think he'd fight anything short of a title fight, which is fair, I guess, when you're when you're Conor McGregor and you've you've made the UFC as much money as he's made them. But at the same time, you you have a good point that a lot of these guys are fighting, you know, for for futures, for their families and for their careers, whereas McGregor has, has created a name for for himself and and can live comfortably and his family can live comfortably for, for who does Kevin time. Lee have a fight against right now um I don't think he has one no he does right Rafael dos Anjos. that's right Walter White and when is that going down in New York right Rochester yeah, that's right yeah. I would like to see Kevin Lee versus Pettis yeah I think Pettis is going to take a few months to to train and um, Kevin he needs to recover. He, do, he does need to He's, recover. He has, <laughs> he has those fragile hands. You yeah, know? yeah. So. He'll he'll definitely he he has the the say now to be able to choose you know when he wants to fight next essentially. So I think uh, let Kevin Lee get out of this next fight, and I think he'll I think he'll beat uh, Dos Anjos. How do you think he wins? Oof, I want to say I want to say TKO. Well, in the meantime, while you're looking that up, let's talk about some. Uh, Dillashaw testing positive, man. <laughs> Dillashaw, way to blow it, dude. <laughs> way to blow it. You know, someone made a good point the other day, though. If he held two belts, could you imagine how screwed up the UFC would be right now? If he was, <laughs> yeah. if he was to have two belts uh, and, and test positive? What a falling out for flyweight division. Oh, my gosh, man. It's just sad. It, it really is. It's, and, and what's crazy is all these all these people who train with him and have... have practice with him or coming out and saying I'm surprised this didn't happen years ago so this is something that has obviously been seen in inside his training camps for years which which is pretty surprising it makes you really yeah. think about <laughs> you know who gets yeah. tested and who doesn't or honest I don't even want to talk about this anymore I'm just so I like I know. it's just so stupid yeah. stupid like this guy you have all the eyes on you. You have a former teammate who's popular in Cody Garbrandt mm -hmm. warning the world that you do steroids and you do steroids again. <laughs> like, you don't try to hide from that. Like, right. make Cody live with his false sense of reality and prove people wrong, but then you test positive. You willingly relinquish the belt because you're guilty. You know you're guilty. Right. Man, it's just such a disappointment. But we could, uh, let's parlay this conversation into Cejudo Moraes. Mm. For the one thirty-five pound vacant title, I know you're thinking Marlon can pull this off, but Marlon can pull this off. You think so? Yeah, I know that in Marlon's past, though, he has had a problem with wrestlers. Um, well, that's the thing is, is Cejudo's coming in with, you know, he's an Olympic wrestler, so it's like, how, how do you take on an Olympic wrestler when, 
I mean, really, Marlon, all he's done is is come out of. Uh, I mean, but he hasn't lost in a really, really long time. The guy that I know that he lost to, that was a good wrestler. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Davidas Teresevicic. <laughs> Something like that. So that was in 2011, you know? He got handled on the ground and then submitted. That was eight years ago, man. Eight yeah. years is like massive in MMA. Yeah. Massive. You can learn a lot. You can get a lot better. It's like a little kid's life. Yeah. I know that sounds like a really weird analogy, but he lived like almost the life of a young person since his last loss to a wrestler. So I think he's beat Aljamain Sterling, which is a huge name. I think he's gonna clean out Suhudo. I'm actually scared for Suhudo to be honest. Really? I'm scared for Suhudo. I think Suhudo might never recover from this fight. <laughs> I think I think Marais is too quick. Um I think Suhudo right now is I hope his ego is not getting to his head. I think it is. If you if you watch his conversations with Below the Belt and, and some other big names, he's he's pretty prideful. And I you, we've seen that in the past. Get the best of these fighters, man. They they you know it's like it's like you see uh, you see some of these big names just think like Tyrone Woodley for example against Usman. You know we we saw it just recently with these yeah. guys who think they're invincible and they go down embarrassingly. <laughs> so speaking of Woodley. Woodley versus Lawler too. I think you know the fact that we're even seeing Woodley's name right now in UFC is pretty crazy to me. I thought Woodley would be not talked about for the all of 2019. You know, I thought <laughs> after that performance, after that performance, I thought he would not be talked about at all. And now they're already announcing him versus Lawler. So it's just weird to me. I mean, you have Tyron Woodley who's still ranked number one mm-hmm. versus Robbie Lawler who's ranked ten. Yeah. You gotta put Askren against Lawler again. That's really what you gotta do. It, it, there's no other fight to make for either of those guys. Everyone wants to see them run it back. Fuck what Askren is saying about not wanting to run it back. Lawler's open to the idea. I'm really afraid that Woodley just knocks Lawler out again first round. Yeah. I really do think that because I don't. I'm not necessarily taking away anything from Woodley for his loss to Kamara Usman. I think Usman's just that good. You see Ben Askren calling out Jorge Masvidal now quite a bit. I think Ben Askren would make Jorge look like a little bitch in in that cage, dude. I really it depends, do. Depends, man. Like clearly Askren gets hit. Yeah, he gets and he'll hit. He'll take any hit. And uh, you know Jorge Masvidal got hands. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Have you watched his videos mm-hmm. of him fighting like backyard fights. fights, dude? Savage. He's savage, savage, dude. Talk about a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, dude. that's why I was saying in uh, our podcast when we were breaking down Masvidal versus Till, mm-hmm. I was saying he's going to bring the fight to Till. This is not a, a normal MMA match. No. This is not like two normal UFC fighters fighting against each other who have no ill will. Like This is a guy who will fight you in your backyard <laughs> if... He had to, and yeah. he would be more than happy to do it. I'm not really surprised Masvidal got that KO over Till. It's it just, I think he can do that to anyone in the division. Mm-hmm. I really do. I'm scared for anyone who's fighting Masvidal next, too. Yeah. Covington versus Masvidal would be fun, man. Covington. The Make America Great Again. Covington versus, versus Usman, dude. I, that's what I want to see. Covington versus Usman. I think, that's, I think that's happening next. I really do. Yeah, but um, 
Masvidal versus Covington makes sense too. Yeah, one hundred percent, it makes sense. But I just, I just want to see. Usman's out for a while, bro. Yeah. What do you think? The hernia Six, surgery. Yeah, he'll be out what six months to a year. I think we won't see him until after International Fight Week. Mm. So I think we'll see him sometime September. Yeah, I think I think Covington's gonna wait for that fight though. I don't. No way. You don't that'll think so? That'll be that'll be like what two years? Covington inactive. Come on, he yeah. has to fight soon. Yeah. He has to fight. I think they're gonna give him Masvidal. That's That'd be a fun to fight. Jones versus Santos. So lame. <laughs> so fucking so lame. So lame. Like, why? So lame. I was I just three really hours. hoping Jones... No, three hours before they announced this fight, Jones was calling Stipe out That's, on Twitter. I was... Dude, blue balled Stipe. Right. <laughs> so hard. Well, and Stipe responded to that and said, dude, you, you let's call. Go. Let's go. Like, yeah. Let's go. And I was really hoping to see Jones jump up. I think he'd be great heavyweight. I think that it would have been fun. Dude, it would have been That's fun a to huge watch. Huge pay per view. Oh, huge! And now he's you know Santos is a great fighter, but I I, I think it's gonna be. It's kind of fun to think about though, because like, I feel like what we're experiencing now is just that medieval gladiator shit, where we're watching this <laughs> alpha gladiator just they're they're feeding they're feeding. <laughs> all these peasants to the gladiator yeah. and I feel like that's what we're seeing in John Jones getting fed these guys I mean nothing against Tiago Santos but you're not John Jones level man no, you're just not, not you're not you got knocked out by David Brandt <laughs> yeah it's uh it's gonna obviously be pretty lame to watch but it is what it is I think I think that the UFC is kind of just pulling strings now for for uh Jones to just keep keep his belt it's like what that'll be his 13th title fight yeah I, I think um <laughs> You know, I know he's not on any of these cards, but just looking at the rankings, I think Johnny Walker against anybody in the top 10 would be so much fun. Yeah. And, I mean, okay, Johnny Walker versus Ovin St. Preux. Johnny Walker versus Glover Teixeira. Versus Jimmy Manoa. Corey Anderson. Mm-hmm. Volkan Ozdemir. Dominic Reyes. Tiago Santos. Yeah. They got to get Johnny Walker up those rankings because... I know Jones wants to be active, and it's great. We haven't seen Jones schedule fights like this ever in mm-hmm. his career. But we need to give him guys who are actually a threat. And I think stylistically, I think Santos gasses out after two, two rounds of yeah, trying to yeah. knock out Jones. And then Jones does to him what he does to everybody. Yeah. Flying knee back the fist. Only hope, yeah, <laughs> you know, they got to get him against a guy who's... Not, I'm not saying Johnny Walker can beat him. That's not what I'm saying. But people will look into it. I think that that people would be the most watch. interesting stylistic-wise. You know, just because we don't know enough about Johnny Walker's right. style yet anyway. But right. it's just a fun thing. But from what we've seen so far with Johnny Walker, he's got a similar style to Jones. I mean, for the minute and a half we've seen him fight. You know, it's like, I, I kind of disagree. Really? I kind of disagree, yeah. I think Jones has much more of a patient... Let me time you out. Well, right, right. But what I'm saying in terms of like the flying knees and, and willing to throw everything out and the lengthiness of their technique. bodies. Technique. Yeah, Using yeah, Using their bodies efficiently, yeah. I agree with you 100%. They use their complete reach and they have the dexterity to mm-hmm. exercise that. I agree with you on that, yeah. Rose versus Andrade. What are you thinking? Rose is so gorgeous. <laughs> She's going to get KO'd, man. <laughs> I don't want anyone besides like maybe Ally Quenta or Donald Cerrone to fight Andraj. <laughs> Andraj. Well, I mean, let's talk about her last fight. I mean, someone who's fighting in, in this next is in this next card is uh, you know Carolina, and we watched Andraj 
demolish her. One, of, I think one of the best knockouts we've seen. She in... knocked her out twice <laughs> before she hit the ground. <laughs> one of the best knockouts we've seen probably in, in the last few years of UFC. Um, we'll get into that in a, in a little yeah. bit when we break down this card. But I, I love Rose. I think she's amazing. I'm, I'm taking Andrade in that fight. Yeah, um, the odds on that yeah, are... Let's see that. Rose is plus one twenty five, Andrade minus one forty five. I think that'll. I think it's stay a, pretty true. I think no, dude. I think Andrade is gonna close at like minus two hundred. She's a nightmare. Really. Nightmare. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That's what. That's May eleventh. May eleventh. Yeah. Cool. And our last topic before we break down this weekend's fight is home versus Nunez. Oh yeah, I'm stoked for this. I'm stoked for this. The only two ladies to ever knock out. You forgot her name already, didn't you? Miss Ronda Rousey. <laughs> the only two ladies to ever knocked out Ronda Rousey. What it's do you think? It's so irrelevant. It's so irrelevant. I, I don't think Ronda means anything anymore. No, no. But, uh, what do I think is going to happen in this fight? I yeah. think Nunez KOs home in the third. I like that. Yeah, Nunez, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Nunez be surprised. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was a early second round or like late first round knockout. I was gonna say first. But yeah, I could see a first round. Man, Nunez is the truth. Well, man. Just watching her. She's I mean, we were truth. at that fight when she just destroyed Cyborg in what thirty seconds, less than that. It's she's on a different level. Yeah. She's on a different level. Um, she's a monster. I had Tate to beat Nunez couple years ago and that was the worst mistake ever because what happened brent <laughs> we're not gonna talk about what happened i brent lost a car payment on that one no no that's not true i lost a couple bucks oh i, lost a couple the bucks. One? Oh, I thought that was the one where you no it was the parlay that's right i could have won a car payment <laughs> but uh no i didn't lose a car payment i went 14 for 15 and misha versus nunez that was the 15th fight i went 14 in a row yeah. And I had Misha to win, and uh, yeah, I couldn't eat for like three days after that. Yeah. I was like prepared to buy everybody in the bar drinks. Like, I was going to make at least 10 G's on that yeah. $50 bet or something. Don't take my bet, <laughs> <laughs> But this fight just, it's home can win by decision if she can keep Nunez on the outside. But my gut doesn't necessarily tell me that that's how the fight's gonna go. I will never doubt Nunez again till the day I die. Put her against Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna put her, I'm gonna put a few bucks on Nunez. Yeah, Nunez is yeah. She's the truth. She really is. She's the John Jones of uh, of women right now for sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about the upcoming fights this weekend: Gaethje versus Edson Barboza. Um, this is going to be a pretty good card. I'm excited. I mean, obviously, the main event is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Um, but let's start talking about Borg. So we haven't seen Ray Borg in over a year. Um, I don't know if you guys know much about Ray Borg, but he has had quite the year and a half, man, from uh, his son going through a bunch of health issues to being on the bus that... Conor McGregor infamously threw the dolly through. Um, two opponents just falling out for unknown reasons. Um, he, he has a statement that he says right here. 
uh, which is <laughs> gives me the goosebumps, man. I'm in there to kill someone at this point in my life where I don't care what happens on Saturday night. If I get dropped or wobbled, whatever, you'll be damn sure I left everything in the cage. And that just leaves an impact, man. Like like I said, I've, I've taken underdogs quite a bit. And not that he, to say he's an underdog in this fight, but the people who really are fighting for their lives and their careers, they, they have so much more to fight for. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, Connor has nothing to fight for at this point. You know, these guys who kind of have either money to lay back on or or some kind of next fight, whatever lined up. Like, this man is literally in there for his life. And I and I always am going to take those guys over over any challenger. But how distracted has he been? You know, that's an, a, something you should consider. Is right. He's been very distracted with everything going on with his son. And the guy he's going up against, we don't really know anything about him yet. Besides the fact he's 11-1, and one, he has experience. Yeah. So, Rayborg is a huge favorite to win, but I really wouldn't try to rule out his contender okay what's his name casey kenny yeah 11 and 1 hasn't lost since 2017 he lost a split decision and before that didn't lose not a bunch of big names though no big names yeah none none zero so i mean i'm gonna take ray borg i'll take um, ray borg too i'm not gonna call how i just don't know enough about don't bet kenny but I'm taking Ray Borg. If you're betting on I'm that. just happy to see him back. Yeah. Man. I hope Straight he I hope him. he wins Prayers to my his heart. family and and uh I um, hope he gets a win bonus. I hope he puts on a just, clinic on this floor. Right. Floor, you know just a fifty thousand dollar quick pocket cash. Yeah, dude. You know, another another big shout out is Brandon Schaub for um saying that he was gonna pay all the medical bills for his son. He did end up helping a lot. Yeah. I don't know if he completely and, paid for uh, everything, but he helped. Shout a out to lot Below the Belt and, and Schaub, man. What a what a stand up guy and Someone that we look up to for sure on our podcast is, as, uh, you know, quite the, quite the influence for sure. Yeah, listen to them every day. 100%. Um, all right. Let's talk about... I know you wanted to break down one of the prelim fights, didn't you? I, I don't... I, I just don't know. It was the Ray Borg fight. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. Look, Ross Pearson's fighting again, though. And this brings me That's some right. concern. I mean, a year ago, about, he lost a unanimous decision to John McDessie. He lost to Dan Hooker by a knee KO, lost to Stephen Ray, lost to Jorge Masvidal, lost to Will Brooks, lost to Francisco Trinaldo. He beat Paul Felder in 2015, which is kind of insane to think about, but I think he's on his way out, man. I think he is on his way out. I don't think Desmond Green is the future or anything like that. But he has the tools, he has the youth, he has everything he needs to win at least a decision over Ross Pearson. So Desmond Green coming in, big favorite, makes sense. Uh, yeah. The next fight after that, Carolina Kowalkowicz versus Michelle Watterson, the karate hottie. The karate hottie. <laughs> I don't, did you see her uh, interview the other day about she does everything for her kid and her daughter? Enlighten me. Oh man, it was just awesome. She, uh, you know, just kind of broke down the other day talking about how you know she came off that bro- was it broken wrist or broken hand? I forget what it was. Put her out for quite a while, but you know she fights for her family and and uh, it was just really kind of kind of. That's what I like about her. her. She brings the mom to the octagon. Right. She right. brings the mom in her that killer instinct, protect your children shit. Yeah. That's what I really like about her. But Carolina's no joke, man. Like. Krav Maga instructor, 
has she dropped Joanna Janjacek when Joanna was champ. Yeah. She almost dethroned Joanna in her prime. Well, let's talk about her getting her shit rocked by <laughs> Jessica Andras. Yeah, man. dude. Oh, Oh my god, that was probably, like we said, one of the best knockouts. Do we just forget about that? Or do we take that into consideration? I, I always take that kind of stuff into consideration because I think it really will carry with these fighters. Some of these ones who just have these brutal knockouts, and you know, I, I don't think that leaves uh, the, the mental state of the game at the end of the day. I think that that'll, in the back of her mind, she's thinking about, oh shit, you know, yeah, I guess fight, I Michelle Watterson's not exactly known as a KO artist. No. Like, she has KOs on her record, but she's not. Someone who gets back-to-back KOs. No. So maybe the chin is not a huge factor in this fight. The odds have this as Carolina as a slight favorite. But it's so pretty Carolina's even, it? minus 145. Watterson's plus 115. Um, I wouldn't bet on this fight. As I've said in past podcasts, I just don't bet on women's fights. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to bet on women's fights. Usually they're not strong enough to knock each other out, and you're just going to watch... A fight go to decision right. and them get intense CTE. <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm not hating. Like I still watch the oh, fights, but don't fuck. bet. It's unpredictable. I think, uh, yeah, Michelle has kind of a weak chin, and that always scares me. Mm. Um, no matter you know male or female, I think a weak chin's a weak chin. Um, I think that if it goes to the ground, I think that Michelle can handle that. Um, Carolina I on that, by the way. has upper hand. But I'm betting with my heart on this one. If I am going to take the bet, I'm going to take Michelle. I am. I, I'm going to say decision. I, it's, okay. Yeah, decision, Michelle. Uh, I think she's going to submit Carolina. I think we'll see her get an arm bar. That'd be sweet. Trailing. I'd love to see that. Somewhere in the third, in the third round mm-hmm. or maybe late second round, she'll get an arm bar. And... Josh Emmett versus Michael Johnson. I love this guy, Josh Emmett, even though I had him beating Jeremy Stevens, and that did not go according to how I thought it was going to go. <laughs> oh, if you guys haven't seen that fight, look up uh, Jeremy Stevens versus Josh Emmett, man. If you want to see someone's face get caved in, he got flatlined. He actually, you know what's crazy? He got a lot of facial reconstruction surgery after that. I heard. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, his dude. orbital bone got <laughs> smashed in. Yeah, Sad dude. What these and guys go through. Yeah, no I hate. I hate to laugh, but like, dude, I I don't think Josh Emmett will ever fight the same. This is his first fight since we've seen him get smashed by Stevens. I think that, dude. I think that Michael Johnson takes this literally just because of the fact that I think Josh Emmett is going to come back into that cage and have that scare factor. I think he's going to get so into his head and psychologically just not be able to handle it. So you got Michael Johnson winning. I got Michael Johnson winning second round TKO. Okay. So and I think it might be a little aggressive and I could see it going to decision, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be aggressive and call it second round TKO. Okay. So the psychology that you're using, I'm going to use that against you. I'm going to say that because Josh Emmett has that trauma, has that fear of what happened to him against Jeremy Stevens, I think he's going to come out in this fight guns blazing mm. because I don't think Michael Johnson's necessarily known for the first round KO. He's not that guy. He's not a Jeremy Stevens. I think Josh Emmett's going to bite down on his mouthpiece. He's going to run towards Michael Johnson. He's going to go for the knockout. I got Josh Emmett first round KO. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, there you guys go. I mean, 
You guys choose from there. And, and this is a fight that I'm for sure going to bet on. Um, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is one I'm going to bet on. All right. Next so fight. So wait, hold on. The odds for Ooh, that. Yeah, we didn't even go over that. The odds, they're, it's, they're even. Minus 115. Well, there you go. Them. Okay. So it's like, it's a pick and fight. Yeah. It's a pick and fight. So let's go to the next fight, which is David Branch versus Jack Hermanson. Let me just start by saying don't bet on this fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't bet on this fight. These guys are... It's an interesting matchup, I guess. I can see this fight going to decision and not offering the audience as much as we'd expect. Both these guys like to wrestle. Mm -hmm. I know Jack has hands. He has 11 knockouts out of his 18 wins, which is great. David Branch also has hands. He knocked out Tiago Santos. So there can be some excitement in this fight. I think this fight's going to be, they're going to neutralize each other with their skills. And I think it's going to go to decision, most likely towards David Branch by, mm. by split decision, I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say other than what you just said about this fight. I personally don't like David Branch. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet with my heart. What are, we, what are the odds on this? Minus 105. So yeah, they're pretty much even. I mean... I, not much you can say. I'm going to take uh, Hermanson decision. Okay. Just, I mean, might as well. You're going with David Branch. I just, I think that David Branch is going to tire out and Jack's going to take it. Can we talk about the main event? <laughs> Dude. Edson Barbosa, just. I don't know if you guys, I mean, if you guys are avid UFC watchers, this fight is one for the books. I, I'm going to have to say this probably is going to be one of the best fights of this year. Yeah, it's a, it's a fight of the year contender this, for sure. For sure. I think this fight is... If you love blood and you love crazy shit of two psychopaths, this is the fight to watch, man. It, These Okay, Justin Gaethje is known for the leg kicks. He's known for the pressure. Yeah. Edson Barboza looks at him and goes, hold my beer. <laughs> you want to see a leg kick, dude. Oh my God. It, this is going to be so much fun to see who is more successful with the leg kicks, who applies the pressure better. What I see in this fight is Justin Gaethje applying the pressure and Edson relentlessly throwing leg kicks probably twice as fast as Gaethje can get them off. Yeah. Eventually, Gaethje's not going to have the legs under him to keep charging. Also, Edson's not that bad at striking on the back foot. He he's pretty good at backing up and throwing counters with his kicks. Yeah. He's gonna have too many tools for Gaethje. This is the driving factor in where this fight is gonna go. Is Gaethje going to use his wrestling? Finally. Right. Are we gonna see Gaethje out of his twenty whatever fights take Edson down? Because you know what? Edson does have good takedown defense, but that is Gaethje's way to win this fight. Even though it's not what the crowd wants to see. Look yeah. at what Khabib did to Edson. I think I think Gaethje has too much pride coming into this fight to take it to the ground. I think this is gonna be a stand-up bloodbath. I think both of these guys are absolutely nuts. We've seen Barbosa's legs kicks, dude. Like his leg. You've, you've heard interviews with previous fighters who have fought him before, and they say Edmund's leg kicks are like taking a baseball bat to the leg. Like, you take six or seven of those, like, no matter how tough you are, your legs are going to give out. Right. And I think that if this doesn't end in a knockout or a TKO, I'm going to be pretty bummed. <laughs> oh, no. This fight's not going to decision. <laughs> no, it's not. I, there's no way it's this five fight. Rounds. Yeah, there's five no rounds. way this fight goes to decision. Um,. I'm gonna take what? Are, what are the what are the odds on this? Edson Barbosa minus one thirty. Yeah. Gaethje so I mean, either way, you're not really making much money on this. 
It's a pick'em. It's much. a pick'em. It is a pick'em. I mean, I mean, all the fights on this Barboza card are pretty tight. Barboza has this in the bag. Yeah, yeah. I think Barboza if he fights, fights with a, a clear mind and and doesn't get too in his head on it. He's or, gonna be. He's gonna be using Gaethje as a punching bag. You know, I'm not yeah. saying Gaethje's not gonna hit him or, or do damage. I think there's gonna be moments where Gaethje tags him, but we're gonna see Barboza come out on top, most likely. Highlight real KO. I would love for it. For Barboza. He's gonna he's gonna get the feet out from under Gaethje to the point where mm. this okay, this is what I really want to see happen is Edson work from the legs up. Hit the legs, hit the body, hit the legs, hit the body, then go for Face the chin. Down. Then go yeah. for the chin, knock him out, spinning back kick, whatever he has to do. <laughs> That's what I see happening, and I think Edson's smart enough to implement a game plan. There's five rounds, there's no rush. There's yeah. no rush. Pick them apart and then go for the chin last. I think we're going to see a lot of shots to the body and a lot of shots to the legs coming off Barboza for the first three, four rounds. And then, you know, round four and five, if it gets to that point, if we're going to see a lot of hits to the chin, a lot of freak throws from Barboza, a lot of crazy techniques thrown trying to get that highlight real KO. So I think Edson gets it done maybe in the fourth. Yeah, I agree. Third or fourth. And keep in mind, guys, this is a free fight. You can watch this fight on ESPN. Um, prelims start, what, 3 o'clock or so? Usually, three, like three or four. Yeah. I mean, not that we'll be watching too many of those, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun card. There's not too many bets on this card that are like, oh shit, you know, like take this take, guy. For yeah, sure. like, you know, no. plus something, and, you know, it's an easy, it's an easy win. Um, it's all pick and fights. If you guys have any questions, you guys know how to reach us via Twitter or uh, Instagram. At UFC Unwrapped. Yeah, UFC Unwrapped. Anything else you want to break down on this card? Or UFC 236 is coming up. Holloway. I can't stop staring at this card. I Holloway. Can't stop I know. This is gonna. This is gonna be a fun one to really break down. The Blessed Express. The ble- Yeah, I'm taking Holloway. 100%. I'm taking. What are, what are pre- uh, who's fighting prelims? Curtis Millinder's coming back against yeah. Bilal Muhammad. He, uh, Curtis lost to uh, Eliza Dos Santos, remember? Yes. Very recently. So I like that fight against Bilal Muhammad. I think it's a fair fight. Who's on prelims? Nothing really... Nah, Nothing stands nothing out to me that much, that. but the main card, main card hello. Man. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Main card. I mean, obviously, we'll break this down as we get close to the date. It's not too far away. Shit, it's only, you know, two weeks away. So next Thursday, make sure to tune in. But, I mean, you got Max Holloway fighting Dustin Poirier. Kevin Gaslam versus Israel Adesanya. Like, dude. Dude. I think this is where Israel makes a name for himself. Like, really makes a name for himself. Not that he hasn't already. I think this is going to be a stamp mark for him, though. Um, And same with, I mean, Max Holloway is Max Holloway, you know. Kelvin applies so much pressure against the fence, though, and I don't know if Israel can handle that. I think Kelvin's going to get his hands on him. He's going to close that distance quick, and he's going to put him against the cage. We might even see Adesanya on his back for a minute. I'm not saying Kelvin's going to win the fight, but he has a lot of opportunities in this fight. That's what I will say. He has a lot of opportunities. He has a lot of tools that Adesanya hasn't really faced head-on yet. And he's got the hands, too. Gaslam like can KO him. Yeah. And yeah. what we talked about on the last podcast 
about Adesanya is that he was KO'd a couple years ago out of the UFC. Mm-hmm. In 2017, he was That's right. KO'd, yeah. flatlined, and yeah. no one sees that. And, you know, those things linger. Like, the reason why I'm talking about it is because we've seen it over and over again. When people get flatlined KO'd, usually their chin is takes some sort of detriment after that and it takes the right guy to expose that detriment and i think kelvin's the guy Mm. i really really think that he will get if he plays his cards right he'll get a ko in like the second well and what worries me about stylebender is he's just so cocky dude i could see him getting in there keeping his hands low not protecting the chin and next thing you know kelvin just blasts him dude just blasts him well that's something we talk about next week. We'll break <laughs> yeah. that shit down real hard for you guys. And this is a betting card. This is a betting card. The one that we just broke down, the, the UFC fights this weekend, you know, we educated you guys enough to, to, uh, to a point, but there's, there's really not much going on in terms of betting. It's, it's pretty even all the way across the board, plus, you know, plus 10, plus 120, you know. Not, not much where we're like, you know, you got to really take this, this fight. Um... It'll be fun, though. It'll be fun to watch. And, uh, yeah. Anything else tonight, Brent? Did we even talk about Holloway Poirier or not? <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. That's next Even Thursday. for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Tune in next week. Yeah. That's next Thursday. All right, guys. So that's it for today. Um, remember, follow us at UFC Unwrapped on Twitter. Submit your fan questions if you have anything specific you want us to talk about. You can find us on the podcast app. You can find us at podcast.com. You can find us at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. Or you can find us on the podcast app through Apple on iOS. So anyone with an iPhone, we just made it on that podcast app today. So go subscribe and rate us. Yes, sir. And uh, very important, follow us on Twitter and submit questions. We will interact with you. I promise.